Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of uh, We're Getting There. It's a podcast for people like us who are works in progress. And uh, if you've arrived somehow as a parent or a spouse or a human being, it just might not be the podcast for you. But we'd love to have you on the show uh, to tell us a few things. So please uh, feel free to drop us a line and we'll get more about that at the end of the show. So here's the point where we like to do a little catch up. Uh, just kind of catch you guys up on some things going on. So, baby, what's going on in your world? <laughs> Sorry. I just thought about that. Step on tomatoes. Catch them. There you go. That's... <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> You're so immature, honey. <laughs> All right. Uh, weekly catch up. I had a little bit of an interesting slash rough week. I won't get into the all the hairy details, but being part of the body of Christ and being involved in ministry and getting along with people and putting up with folks, putting up with folks can be uh, testing at times. So, um, other than that, I've had a I had a good week with the kiddos, and we uh, had fun at our homeschool co-op this week. Um, and let's see, nothing new. Nothing new. Nothing, nothing new for me. Well, no. I, I had a funny story I was going to share with you. Okay. So, actually, I don't know if I've shared this with you or not, but um, we, uh, at my work, we had a groundhog infestation, mm. and so... Uh, we had trapped them for a couple weeks, which you knew about. And then I was checking the holes around the building. And I was almost done. And I was coming around. And mind you, this is approximately four feet wide. And I'm walking in this space. And all of a sudden, this massive groundhog <laughs> comes charging at me. And I have this moment of, what do you do? I didn't have anything with me to defend myself in case this groundhog was upset. And uh, so I just did what you would do with a bear, I assume. And I just, you know, was like, get out of here, you stupid thing. And um, and I think I look like a complete fool. But it ran away. And so I think that was the goal. That was the goal to get it to go away. I what was, were you afraid that it was going to do to I you? I don't know. It seemed <laughs> odd that it was charging They're so like, quickly. It was lumbering. <laughs> <laughs> They're like fat balls of fur with buck teeth. They what, are. <laughs> what, what could it possibly do? You know, I'm. Oh. I, it has big teeth. That's all I'm going to say. And it, you know, maybe give dangerous. you rabies. I don't know. They, I could have. That that's what it was. I They're was afraid like, of rabies. They're like slightly larger than guinea pigs. <laughs> <laughs> so this was a this was a supercharged, supersized one. That's anyway. So yeah. So we. Um, we made it through it's all our, that grain you guys feed them. That's it. That's why they're so big. Get them fat. <laughs> anyway. Well, okay. Well, no, it's because they live near the mommy river. That's it. They're, they're mu- mutant. mutant groundhogs. Yeah, he had an extra tail. I didn't notice until just now. Just Teenage so mutant ninja groundhogs. <laughs> <laughs> he was glowing and I thought that was abnormal, but. He had uh, like five tails instead. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, well, anyway, so um, so this uh, this podcast, we're actually going to uh, start a new uh, kind of a mini series uh, on uh, communication. Uh, and um, this this week, actually, this this podcast, we're going to be talking um, about um, kind of our um, 
how you how you view things um, basically um, and kind of how you how you look at things um, well <clears throat> well we decided to call it baggage yes right yes so uh, this is our first like Justin was saying our first in a series about communication the art of communication if you will and um, we thought that talking about baggage would be a good place to start because that's where it all starts right right so so kind of how we how we you know view things differently how we how we look at things and how it affects our communication and so i thought it would be a good idea um to talk kind of how baggage has affected our communication um and even how we grew up so to think about how we grew up and apply that to to um, how it's how it's kind of affected us as a couple. So, um, why don't you start that and just kind of talk about the the history and how it's affected you, your own personal history? Okay. Uh, well, as I mentioned last week, I grew up in a yours, mine, and ours situation. I had a mom who had two girls with my biological father who was um, a, he, he was an alcoholic for the majority of his adult life and he ended up homeless for several years. He was in and out. My sister and I saw him a handful of times our whole lives uh, and then he passed away about 15 or 16 years ago just before you and I got married so uh, growing up in a mixed home there was already baggage there for everybody as it was Uh, my stepdad who raised me so I'll refer to him as my dad he had one son that lived with an ex-girlfriend of his Uh, His name is Scott. He never lived with us. But then he had three children from his previous marriage, Um, my my three step-siblings. And then, so then there was my sister and I. And then after about a year of marriage, they had my brother Luke. So we had six of us. And we all were just kind of trying to figure out how to do life together and be a family and as i mentioned last week my dad was a very hard man his his upbringing didn't really his baggage if you will didn't really uh prepare him for parenthood very well he came from a blended family and from um his mom having been married several times and so it just goes to show you that if you don't deal with the baggage that you come with it can just continue to affect things and trickle down so um because he was is still very hard and very abrasive is even almost too nice of a word he's he's very he, he says exactly how he feels no matter how wounding it is. Uh, and, and that was always true. Mm. It was always true even when we were children. So he said he was that way towards 
us as kids, he was that way towards my mom. And even now as adults, if we're all getting along, he's the nicest person. But if you do something that he disagrees with or doesn't like, he's he can be very just mean, just mean. Uh, and so growing up, it was very, we were all taught to just say whatever we wanted to say. And it was very, if you could say the meanest thing or the most hurtful thing, then you sort of won the fight or the disagreement or the argument. And the other person sort of went away with their head hung low. And then you didn't talk for three weeks. And then after that, you pretended like everything was fine. Right Now, if it was dad doing the talking, then he was the only one saying the mean things. And he would sort of just blow up verbally at us and scream. And we all, all of us kids used to joke that if you ever saw my dad's eyes start wiggling, you knew that you were about to get screamed at because Mm. his, like he would get, his face would be furious and he would, his eyes would wiggle and his veins would pop out of his forehead. And, uh, so growing up that way, we all either learned to not speak at all, or if you had more of my kind of personality, we almost just learned to mimic that behavior as a defense mechanism. Right. So if you had more of a meek temperament or quiet personality, you you ran away from that. Um, so a couple of my siblings um, would run, would, would go away. They would run away. I, my, my sister would go away from that. And my two stepbrothers had the option of going and living with their mom. So a lot of the time that's what they would do. They had sort of a retreat. Um, but the rest of us, we just kind of learned to either be quiet or, or follow or take, you know, follow the lead. Yeah. And so, me having the personality that I have, I ha- I'm a, I'm a truth speaker and I'm a, I have a strong personality. I'm, I'm not easily intimidated. I, um, I'm not, I'm not mean hearted, but I can be mean worded if, if I feel like that would get me to where I need to be in our conversation. So that was was true more so early on. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah. In marriage. Yes. Yes. So, and then I would say the other, the other sort of issue with, with communication in our home was if we would have disagreements, there was never at least not very often resolution, nor was there very often apologies issued. It was disagree, blow up, yell, say mean things, don't talk for anywhere from one to three weeks. And then there would be long, awkward hugs, and then that would mean everything was fine. Mm. There were no, There was no real resolution to whatever conflict there was which which then meant inevitably the the conflict would just reappear because when if there's no resolution to anything then there's no resolution to anything so yeah. then when the conflict comes again 
because we didn't decide on a on a solution that that conflict was just always reappearing and then like like I said there was no there were no sorries or at least very few so there's a lot of a lot of pride going on in my house as far as being able to say that we were wrong and say that we were sorry because it wasn't taught to us by our dad yeah. it wasn't modeled for us so yeah yeah so that's a lot of that was a lot of baggage that I brought into our marriage for sure sure and we all have our own and I think that's the point of today's podcast is is identifying your own baggage because we all have it we all bring it to relationships of all kind and then um, when you see that in your life when you see that in your communication starting to which we'll get into this uh, so I don't mean to jump ahead but you starting to try to take down uh, and and release some of that baggage to allow healing to happen uh, from the hurt that probably has already taken place yeah so why don't you go ahead and talk to us about how you grew up sure and um stark difference (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say yeah that's a it's a definite um difference and um my upbringing I would say was solid um, from the outside looking in, right? Uh, so, you know, there were communication levels that were very high. We had family dinner together. Um, we had family meetings, you know, mm-hmm. when things didn't go right or uh, things like uh, if there was discipline occurring, things like that. There was always communication. Um, and um, because of that, I, I felt like I had a pretty good handle on communication because we didn't have any roadblocks to communication. I felt as if um, I had kind of the corner on the market. Um, uh, one thing that our family did um, that was, again, there were, there's good and bad to a lot of this, but was the peace at all costs um, in our in our home? It was you know very peaceful, and a lot of people would say that 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 our uh, home was a place where you could rest, you know. Yeah. And so, and I love I love that, and I still want to do that. But I think for me, it became uh, this this way of looking at life that if you can achieve peace, you should no matter what you hold in. And so where your family tended to be more um, over communicators in a way, (laughs) I was an under communicator. And uh, to the point of uh, keeping things inside, if it meant that that thing uh, would would create peace in in a situation and not cause controversy. Yeah. And I think that uh, what that led to was avoidance. Mm -hmm. Um, What that led to was holding things in and becoming that emotional ticking time bomb where, you know, there's this young man that's always so polite and so, so respectful. And even if you say something mean to him, he doesn't really do anything, you know, back and he's always holding his tongue. And I would use this verse because it's true, right? Uh, Proverbs, it says that even a fool is considered a a wise man if he holds his tongue if he doesn't say something and there is truth to that there is truth to not responding always out of anger or frustration and giving yourself the you know hey take 10 minutes and cool down that's that's sometimes wise 
but it created in me a heart that was more apt to hold it in to the point of of even destructive behavior instead of talking it through um, and I think that we saw that in our the beginning of our relationship yeah do you want to talk about that yeah the, the beginning of our relationship sure <clears throat> sure and I think some um, differences in our style of yeah. communication so yeah so the first especially the first year of our marriage I would say that I so you were an avoider and I was a resolution chaser mm. so because I grew up in a home the in the home I grew up in I knew that I didn't want my home to model that I was very certain that I did not want the communication between you and I to look like the communication between my dad and anyone so I just so what I brought with me as far as bad habits were being very cutting with my words I'm a I'm a quick thinker and I'm a quick speaker and I can formulate thoughts and things that I and I can settle my mind on things pretty quickly and then I and then I just say those things or I would I would say those things whatever I thought even if it were it, it usually it would be true, but it would be even if it was unnecessary to say, or even if it was, I didn't, I, I hadn't learned how to temper things with grace at all. Hmm. My home was, um, I would say that my mom showed mercy to everyone, but the rest of us didn't really have that skill my mom is a lot more like you and like your side. She's not a, she would rather suffer injustice than to hurt someone else's feelings by telling them what they did that maybe she didn't like. Mm-hmm. So take what, the offense, right? Yes. And that's, that's, and that's, that's, but that's, that's, I think seemingly the, the desirable, noble. the noble thing, right, yeah. is to take the offense and which the Bible does say, you know, that to that to overlook an offense. Right. And right. so um, so there is there is is nobility in that, you know, depending on because the Bible also talks about that if if your brother offends you, you should go to him and tell him his fault. Mm-hmm. So. So what are we to so do with that, right? Right, yeah. right. So there's, I think there's, there's wisdom to be sought in that and allowing the Holy Spirit to really guide you through that. So for me, what I brought, what I brought with me was an abrasive, cutting way of speech, a lack, a severe lack of grace and mercy, and but then what I brought with me that I thought was my thing that I thought was noble was actually getting a resolution because that didn't happen in my house. And so I wanted to make sure that whatever argument we were having, we were going to argue until it was resolved so that we never had to argue about it again. Right. Because nobody ever fights about the same thing twice. Right. <laughs> Especially not us. We never fight about the same thing twice. So, yes. Yeah, so, I, so I thought that was the way out of fighting over things over and over was we would, we would get a resolution. So I'm going to tell this story. Okay. Um, and and it, it's just an example 
uh, we were talking, we were dating. We, I remember we were in, um, I, I assume my car, we were driving home either to my home or to your home. I remember, I think it was my home. We were in the driveway. I remember we were arguing and I remember me saying something to the effect of we could, whatever, we could talk about this later. And I don't, you know, we don't need to do this right now. And you were saying, no, we need to do this right now. And I guarantee it was probably 11 o'clock or something midnight. (laughs) And, um, it was a preview of, of things. And to your credit, be only because you have pushed us in that direction. Do I even attempt to resolve things (laughs) because I would not otherwise. And so I think that there's, there's good and bad. Again, these are double-edged swords a lot of the time um, that, that you're trying to seek truth. You're trying to seek resolution. Whereas I would avoid to the point of not even saying things that are true um, that need to be said, not even, you know, we all need to vent at some point uh, there with, with a good friend. You, you know, you are my good friend or I have other friends that I've vented to uh, that I needed that. And, and before you, I wouldn't have done that because I was this person that just took the offense. And I, and I wore that like a badge of honor. It was something that I thought I had the better personality because, and I would look at my wife over here and I would say, why are you, why are you like that? Why are you always picking fights? Why are you always, you know, the, I would f- call her, you know, the louder you're being abrasive. You're being, and, and trust me, if I hear that word one more time, <laughs> like the, the, you know, the, the offenses that come due to people that hold their tongue sometimes are the unseen offenses. And I think that that's one thing that we've learned together that, that you don't, you don't always see the hurt that people bring to a, either a relationship by being quiet until they explode or they internally stop being someone's friend because they can't take it anymore. Um, these are baggage uh, items that, that I brought to the table, which were um, on the outside. I thought this is me, you know, this is the, this is the quiet meek person who doesn't non, stir non, up non-confrontational, non-confrontational. <laughs> everybody likes you right I mean probably not but that's how I felt is that I could get along with anybody because I just don't say anything you know even if I'm upset with them I don't I don't say anything uh, and I, I think that's one thing that, that I brought to the the baggage claims as it were mm-hmm. um, so I'd like to move on if that's okay with you and I'd like to kind of talk about I think we've talked a lot about negativity in this in this podcast, and I'd like to talk about how we have we're not perfect, and we have our issues still. We uh, are not expert communicators yet, um, but we are. But we're in, getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, anyway, we're 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 on our way. But let's share some things, and I'd like you to take it. Um, how do we how do we have we worked this out? How have we come each other's way? How have we seen things from the other person's point of view? Give us uh, maybe a few pointers from your side. So I think that one of the things that we have to be able to do is I'm I'm a very big pusher of being self-aware. So I think that the first thing that if I could give anybody advice about baggage is to be be self-aware and take a good long look at 
why, if, if, if communication for you is failing in some way with someone, even if it's not your spouse, if it's your children or if it's, you know, your family members or whatever, if you can take a good long look at your side of things and why, even if you feel like you are a good communicator, because I think that at, at any point, until we both learned that we were bad communicators. If someone would have asked us, are you a good communicator? We would have both said yes. Yeah. Right. Like, (laughs) and I'm humble. Yeah. Like, well, right. There's, you have the, the false humility that looks, it looks like humility because like you said, you just keep to yourself and you don't say anything in your peace at all costs. But then when it, when it comes, when it rears its head later, it, it's, it's, it can become highly offensive to the people that it wounds. And then, but then on my end, you know, uh, if someone would ask me, are you a good communicator? I would have said, yeah, I say exactly what I think every time, you know? And yeah, I can't communicate any more clearly than what I already do, you know? And Mm -hmm. um, just because you say things that are true and you say things, but you say things that are correct doesn't mean that you're a good communicator. In fact, it probably means you're a bad one. Mm. Um, can you speak more to that? Seriously, can you speak more to that right now? How, how do you How do you mean? Um, I think that just, you know, like I said, I, I, not knowing how to temper things with grace, there is a balance, and I, and I definitely haven't arrived at that, I don't think, but there is a balance to being able to speak your truth and to temper things through grace and using wisdom. And uh, so for me, just learning to, so we're talking about being self-aware, learning that, that just because something is true doesn't mean that it's beneficial. Mm, that's good. Um, and... And I think just learning to have grace for where other people are weak. That's good. So that's good because, because again, I would have said, yes, I'm a good communicator. I'm a strong communicator. And for, so for me, through my eyes, people who needed to take breaks, for instance, Mm -hmm. like when you needed to take a second, I viewed that as weakness. Right. I was like, oh, come on. You can't even have an adult conversation. I, I've, I used to view being non-confrontational as a weakness. Right. That was a fault of yours that it's that you, you couldn't have normal conversation with an adult. And it was almost just this, this skewed idea that, that you were not on my level because because you couldn't talk as good as me, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, and I think that's, that's comes to a really good point because I, I was just thinking about how um, we worked with each other. And again, this is specific to our relationship, but it applies so many different places that you have a, a key relationship to a friend or, or, or a child, especially as your child gets older and you have more in-depth conversation, knowing yourself, know thyself, mm-hmm. that you, um, how you, how you interact, how you respond, 
being aware. And one of the best places to do that is a close relationship. Ask them and be willing to accept the answer yeah. because they know you better than you know yourself. And it took a lot of my wife lovingly at times um, and it just directing me and saying, you're not, but, but what you're doing isn't helping us. So we needed to help each other. And one way I feel like we did that was um, I needed to make you comfortable with the thought of us continuing the conversation later. Yeah. Because that was something where you needed to have assurance that it was going to happen because it didn't. And I needed to take that, almost take that baggage and, and apply it to our to our communication style and yeah. say, that's okay. I will help you carry that through this process. And, and, and for me, it was set a time, mm-hmm. set a place. We're going to talk about this and until it's done. Yeah. And then on the, or, f- or sometimes it was you just saying that you needed to process. Yes. And, and that was like, that was okay for me. I would rather know that you're thinking about it than that. You're just not going to talk to me right. about it. And so um, I think that, yeah, having grace for one another's baggage is, is the next thing uh, after knowing yourself and, and being able to be honest about what you're bringing into something is being gracious towards what someone else is bringing in. Yeah. You know, in the same way that you had to, I, you had to be gracious towards my need for resolution, my need for scheduled, that if we had to take a break, then I needed to know that when we were going to talk about it. I, I had to be gracious towards your difference of processing speed. You you are a, a is especially coming from the home you did, you choose your words very carefully, sometimes too carefully. And so... I had to be okay with that you were not a, a spouter offer <laughs> for, there's a made up word for you, but um, you were not someone who was just going to burst forth with whatever you were thinking at the moment that you needed to be able to process and choose carefully what you wanted to say. Because that's another thing you are not, you are not a word waster either. I can, I can say a million words in a minute and not feel like any of them were wasted (laughs) because, (laughs) because that's how much I value my own words. Um, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) don't laugh too hard. Uh, You have to sleep in the same bed as me, uh, (laughs) but I, um, but you are not a words waster. You are someone who you, you don't like to waste your breath or your time. And so that had to be okay with me too, that you were, that you wanted to be able to be choosy about what you said. And, um, and then on the flip side, I, you know, you needed to be able to be more honest Mm -hmm. about things that were bothering you or struggles you were having at work or church or with family or whatever you you had to be okay or even or with me with me if you were having you know something that I was doing that that wasn't preferable to you instead of just stuffing it in you know I needed you to be able to speak your truth 
And just, I, I know we're running short on time, but this is something you just hit on. I really wanted to, to touch on. I've, we've seen it in, in relationships, uh, primarily I'd say in marriages, but, but in a lot of other relationship, uh, types, someone that tries to share mm-hmm. their truth mm-hmm. and gets smacked down really hard. Mm-hmm. And, and especially for someone that's more my personality, more that I don't waste words. If you are a friend or relative or, or spouse of someone who is that way and they try to share with you and you don't, don't even take the time to listen or, or it's quickly put down as not necessary and you don't even attempt to make them feel heard, the chances of them continuing in that are slim to none. Sure. And I think that that's something you have done very well is where I have, when I have spoken and you've helped me learn to do that, by the way, the most freeing thing in the world for someone like me is to be able to say what they need to say. Yeah. And it makes you feel like, like you're on top of the world. Mm-hmm. But when you, when I have done that, you have encouraged that out of me. And I think that that's even, even if it's been tough, when it's been tough, when it's been something that we had to work through it wasn't just a, I said my truth and you went, okay, that's right. We had a long conversation about it, but you encouraged that and you didn't, you didn't discourage it. So it yeah. made the next time more easier. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one thing that I've, I've had to learn. And, and again, I'm, I'm still a long way off, but being approachable mm-hmm. is difficult for someone who is, is, confrontational and can be just in your face um, being approachable and letting letting it be withstandable for someone to come and tell you their truth even if it's something you're not going to want to hear Mm -hmm. because growing up in a growing up in a house where it was okay to murder someone with your words that's the instant defense mechanism then for people who are like me um is to do that to to just jump on people so yeah so learning to be more approachable learning to accept with grace and humility whatever your truth was and then i think on on my side speaking to personalities if i can give a a snippet of advice for if if you are in relationship with or married to someone who is like me who can be strong and like a, has a strong personality and be what people would consider abrasive or um, confrontational to understand that strength is not a flaw a character mm. flaw. I think that that's something that even more recently you've done a great job at just encouraging me to have the personality that I have so long as it's tempered with wisdom and grace. Mm. And that it's that that being quiet and meek if that's the way that God made you is is good, but also being strong and being a a truth teller is also a strength. Absolutely. Um, and I mean, several people who, Paul who wrote a lot of the Bible, he was a truth teller. 
you know, Jesus, when he talked to, you know, people, when he talked to Christians, especially he was, or at least religious people, not Christians, but religious people, he was a truth teller. And he spoke passionately about things that he was passionate about. And so that's, if you're married to somebody with a strong personality, encourage that in them, encourage their, um, their ability to speak their truth, encourage them to learn grace and mercy, but, but don't approach them as if they have the less desirable personality. That's good. Because God made all kinds, right? That's and he right. needs all kinds. No, he doesn't need all kinds, but you know what I mean? He lets lets all kinds be part of what he's doing. And 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 like he said there's all types of parts of the body. Yeah. Some of us are more some of us are mouthpieces. Are the mouthpieces. <laughs> I was going to let you say that one. Uh, so, some of us are, and some of us need to be the ears, and some of us need to be the hands, and, and that's what's great about the body. And um, and so... So, yeah, if we could give a, a recap, maybe it would be know thyself, hmm. like you said. Learn, learn or think on what things are maybe affecting your communication skills have grace and mercy towards your spouse's baggage or whoever you are communicating with. Um, and then don't encourage better, better communication skills without squashing who someone is. That's good. Very good. I have nothing else to add to that recap. So we're going to close out. Um, Thanks for listening to this podcast. We uh, love doing it and we are excited to do it. If you want to reach out to us, you can email us at wearegettingtheirpodcast at gmail.com. That's W-E-R-E, gettingtheirpodcast at gmail.com. And if you would like to suggest a topic, make a comment, um, suggest someone to be interviewed. We're going to have interviews coming up, which are super exciting. Um, And we're going to be continuing on in this series about communication. So please shoot us a line if this has been beneficial to you. We have enjoyed it and we are excited to do some more coming up. So we will speak with you next time. Have a great week.